Gage from the Tangentialist blog digs up and discusses events and experiences from her own collaged history on having a stigmatized condition known as bipolar. She relates, reflects, and refocuses it into infectiously funny anecdotes and amusing stories that will have you in stitches. Being a roaming artist, a roaming distracted artist that reinvents and reimagines her goals constantly, this podcast takes you down a twisting rabbit hole of icons and avenues of slightly familiar yet offbeat occurrences. Join her every other week as she delves into her own bizarre memory banks, pulling out some eccentric moments that capture the intimacy on the ups and downs of this disorder lived out in her electric days of her rebellious youth. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Tangentialist Podcast with Macy Gage and let's just dive right in. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I kind of had a bit of a, a sort of freakish fall. Uh, in my backyard, uh, it's been a couple of weeks now, and usually I, I'm able to, to get an episode out, sadly, once a month, and I'm sorry about that, but I'm like, okay, for sure, I gotta do this, you know, like, I gotta get back on and get back doing it, but I, I actually freakishly just, like, broke my fibula and my metatorsal and both feet, like, well, one on the left and one on the right, <laughs> it's so freakish, like, like, I'm like, is it time for calcium? Oh man! Right now, I'm sitting in the dark in my bedroom. It's getting, yeah, it's getting dark out, and I'm like, oh, why didn't I do this sooner? Uh, well, I've been, I've been so distracted. I've been like just trying to watch some shows, trying to, trying to just you know recover, trying to to keep my feet elevated, and and well, it's, it's just getting all the blood to rush to my head. But my word finding ability is out the window. So bear with me, everyone. It's just. It's, it's, yeah, I can't believe this. You know, I was, I was talking to my, my sister Adriana about this when she was, uh, checking in on me, uh, in the last couple of weeks because I told her what happened. And, and yeah, it's just, yeah. So I broke my brain <laughs> initially when I was 19. And then fast forward 20 or so odd years later. And, and here I am. I broke both my, both my legs. Well, no, not both my legs, but, but one fibula and one metatorsal and one in one, like in one in the other. I was, I was just trying to recover. I was all stressed out in the backyard, sort of, yeah, just wearing flip flops and, and texting about a situation that had happened. And I was like, before I knew it, I was falling and I was like, oh, the air conditioners behind me, the tables on the left, the sheds on the right. I'd already lost enough balance that I couldn't fall forward. So I was like, well, all I can do is fall down. And then, yeah, my my bone broke on my, my left, my left fibula. And then it was like, okay, well, I got to regain my balance. So I went on the right, rolled over on my right. <laughs> anyway, this is a long explanation, but it's just, yeah, it was just a silly twist of events. I mean, what? I mean, is this like a universe thing or is this me just being distracted? And and that's that's exactly what it is. I was just so distracted and stressed out about a situation. It's like, oh my gosh, this tells me I have to really be aware. Really, 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 really be aware. Not not let things come over me and not let just yeah just get so distracted. But but what I really uh, wanted to talk about today was initially 
uh, manipulation. And I had it all kind of scripted. I had a few pages already written out. I was gonna, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna just just do the the podcast, right? I was just gonna record it and. And then, while well, this freakish, freakish incident happened two, yeah, exactly two weeks ago, really, uh, or no, a little bit longer than that, yeah. And and I've just been so out of it, and I'm like, no, you know what? I've got to get back to the podcast. It's just driving me nuts that I'm not recording and 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 getting my voice out there about you know being being a traumatic brain injury survivor and a bipolar uh, person, but. <laughs> have bipolar i am bipolar i don't know which it is right it's just it's something that's in in me right so i don't know actually the story of a lot of successful survivors of traumatic brain injury i I found it on a website i was just going to get into those five five stories i wasn't going to talk about the entire website but i was just going to give you a few sort of paragraphs on them and just not as a, as a comparison, but more as just, wow, you know, like look at what other people have been able to overcome and triumph and, and just how they found a way to just recover and just get back to that neural adaptability or neural plasticity that happens in our brain where we can just learn and we can become very adaptable at at just becoming better people and and adapting our skills and okay so the first of the five recovery stories that I wanted to talk about was Dylan's diffuse axonal injury recovery so perhaps the most impressive severe brain injury recovery story is about a 19-year-old named Dylan whose story was shared in the Washington Post and Neurocritical Care Journal. Dylan suffered a severe traumatic brain injury in a car accident that left him unresponsive and barely breathing. It took eight minutes to extract him from the car before he was rushed to the nearest hospital, arriving at ER 37 minutes after the accident. So scans revealed that Dylan had suffered one of the worst brain injuries possible, a diffuse axonal injury. There were also signs of hemorrhage on his brainstem and oxygen deprivation. Sorry, deprivation. Uh, Doctors immediately performed emergency surgery. However, the surgery did not rouse Dylan from from his coma and he remained unresponsive. So the the doctors predicted a 78% chance of either death or a persistent vegetative state by six months. Fortunately, Dylan beat the odds. After 17 days, an EEG showed activity in Dylan's brain for the first time. At four weeks, he opened his eyes. By day 60, he could move from his bed to a chair with assistance. 90 days after his injury, Dylan walked 50 feet independently and responded to specific yes or no questions. Dylan continues to make miraculous improvements throughout his recovery. When he returned for a one-year follow-up, he could perform nearly all activities 
of daily living independently. At his two-year checkup, Dylan was functionally independent with only mild cognitive impairments. All right, and the next story is how Brett defied a 1% chance of recovery. After a skiing accident his freshman year of college, Brett was diagnosed with a severe brain injury that affected his memory, comprehension, speaking, and mobility. Doctors predicted that Brett only had a 10% chance to live and a 1% chance to live and be functional. Regardless, he started participating in rehab the very next day, even though he was not conscious. At the beginning of his severe brain injury recovery, he could not speak. Speech is a skill that is typically associated with the left side of the brain. By participating in music therapy, he learned to use the right side of his brain, the side responsible for processing music, to speak again. This is possible because the brain has neuroplasticity, the ability to reorganize its neural circuitry, based on one's behaviors. Consistently practicing functions weakened by brain injury reinforces demand in the brain and promotes neuroadaptive changes. All right, and the next story is Rebecca's Miraculous Improvement. On New Year's Day, Rebecca and her boyfriend were involved in a car accident. As she got out of the car, she was hit by another vehicle, which resulted in a severe brain injury. Fortunately, she got to the hospital early, where she got the immediate care that was needed to stabilize the damage and prevent further complications. After 20 days in the ICU, Rebecca was stable enough to transfer into a rehabilitation hospital, where her functional abilities would be assessed and improved. By participation in intensive physical, occupational, and recreational therapies, Rebecca was able to improve her mobility, cognitive functions, and speech. In just 10 days, she was able to give her dad a high five and stand up. She continued to see improvements for several weeks. On March 5th, Rebecca graduated from inpatient rehabilitation and headed home, but her recovery story did not stop there. Rebecca now attends outpatient therapy to continue to improve and maximize her recovery. Next is Simon's recovery after being comatose for over a month. A tragic hit and run left Simon so broken that the paramedic at the site initially mistook him for dead. Despite his serious condition, Simon would eventually make one of the most remarkable recoveries from severe brain injury in medical history. Simon's brain injury destroyed a third of his right hemisphere and caused severe internal bleeding. When the doctors evaluated him, he scored only three points on the Glasgow Coma Scale. People with the GCS score of three have a 7% chance of survival with a good outcome, and that's if they remain in that state for less than two weeks. Simon's coma lasted over a month. When Simon finally woke up, he had no awareness of his surroundings. He had forgotten how to read or write and could barely understand what others were saying. 
His attention span was minimal, and he even scored a uh, 50 on the IQ test, the lowest score possible. Simon was lucky enough to get the help of a therapist who refused to give up on him, despite his seemingly hopeless case. After only two years, Simon went from practically helpless to living on his own with only minor assistance. His therapist made him work on cognitive therapy activities three times a week, and by the time she finished with him, his mental abilities had more than doubled. Today, Simon has regained nearly all of his cognitive functions and now has an IQ level of 151. He's even written a best-selling book about his recovery. All right, next story is William Williams' nearly full recovery from severe brain injury. In March 2002, 21-year-old William suffered a severe traumatic brain injury from a rollerblading accident that resulted in a GCS rating of 7. He was able to move a little bit, but had no conscious behavior. His family was told that Williams only had a 20% chance of survival, and that if he did survive, he would most likely remain unconscious. Moreover, his chance of a full recovery were non-existent. Nine days after his TBI, he opened his eyes and began to follow commands. His GCF rating increased to 10 by the 13th day. Uh, he was responsive and able to move with good strength and control. After day 20, he was able to walk 100 feet. Moreover, his memory returned within a month. By Christmas of that same year, William felt completely normal, regaining nearly all of his cognitive and motor functions. All right. Is that all five of the stories? I think it looks like it is. I can't believe I got to the end of that already. <laughs> this just little sort of quick summary of these these recovery stories was just just to give everybody a bit of perspective in case you've been sort of consumed by your own sort of journey on your recovery and and how, because I definitely know I was really consumed with my own. And in some ways I still am because I do think about it, you know, pretty regularly. Because <laughs> I'm on this podcast talking about it, right? But but yeah, it's just, it is so uh, time consuming and just all encompassing how that's all you can really think about. Because you're you're in therapy, like all different types of therapy, you know, the speech, the occupational, the physio and like two, three times a week, and then you've got, you know, your your family and your friends and just just trying to be supportive and just trying to, you know, trying to be able to do the, the little exercises with you, whether it's, you know, uh, cognitive uh, s- sort of training that, that you may be having to to just just work on at home, you know, on your own, just like little tasks or whatever, like just motor, motor function skills. And, and yeah, it's just... It's good to be able to just look around. It's good to not compare, but just see how others have have gotten through and through their journey and, and just really understood and thrived from all the different therapies and, and just all the different uh, cognitive uh, skills that they're regaining and, and 
and motor skills that they're relearning and it's just it's like it's like a rebirth in a way right like it's I'm just so happy that that I am still I'm still here and I can still be a part of my family and be a part of the community maybe not so active right now but it's just it's just great to be able to reflect on where we're at where others have been and how we can relate to things and just and just yeah just be grateful thank you glorious humanoids for tuning in and I'll see you next time